0: Hey, it's Mark Scheifele here, You're listening to the Jet Centric Podcast. Hey there, Jets fans, welcome back to the Jet Centric Podcast. My name is AJ, one of your hosts, and this is episode 68, part 2. I uh, did no intro for part 1, so if you're listening to this now, know that there's a part 1, you should listen to at least, if you want to hear the dialogue between myself and Mike, uh, this first little bit where I'll just chat for a bit is only going to be on this part. So, whatever, take it or leave it. Anyhow, there's a bit of an update with the Buff News. If you haven't heard, uh, Elliot Friedman posted, or um, there's a video of him on Sportsnet talking about the latest stuff with Buff News. And I just thought I'd put that out there because now, for context, with what we recorded during the San Jose game um, a day earlier, some of it may not sound like it lines up nearly as much, but I also find the story that Friedman shared doesn't line up quite uh, perfectly yet either. Obviously, there's more to the story than what the Jets have uh, said. And also, uh, I think, with what Friedman said, I mean, uh, if Buff left his exit interview saying he was deemed healthy and ready to play, yet he was planning on retiring uh, before he even had surgery or before the Jets knew about, uh, his injury, then obviously there was something else up at that time too, which isn't being talked about. So it's kind of funny. The timeline of things doesn't quite match for Buff's injury, just being, uh, the only thing that's being talked about here. So anyhow, the, the muddy, the waters got a little bit more muddied. I'm still on the side of maybe this could end positively. Uh, not because I'm sort of, uh, you know, a true north uh, purist or something and just have to defend the club or that I'm a huge Buff fan and I just need to defend him. I, honestly, if anybody screwed up here or somebody like really dropped the ball, which it looks like somebody probably did, or at least in communication, um, then they should be held accountable. I mean, if the Jets doctors are awful and the, maybe the Jets should look at firing their whole doctor doctoral staff. And if uh, the Jets handled the Buff thing um, poorly because and they, they knew what was going on, um, then you know some heads should roll there, and the team should be charged, and it should go to arbitration and um, and whatnot. But some of it I still think is a bit procedural. Um, there is a CBA. You know, uh, Bufflin is part of a union. He does have a contract. Um, there are procedures, but this is an unusual situation. So I think some of this probably falls under the category of something needs to be done or some process needs to be put into play uh, more so than everything is malicious and horrible and terrible. And, uh, Bufflin hates the Jets and, and they hate him for trying to come get his money. I don't, I don't see it quite like that. I'm sure some people will read it that way, but yeah. So anyhow, in light of, uh, this part two, the part where, uh, Mike and I, uh, chat a bit more and uh, part one where we talked mostly about Buff, um, I think it'd be good to go see. We tweeted it out from the Jet Centric podcast, uh, account. Um, and you can, just, I'm sure during the Jets game tonight, uh, which starts in half an hour, uh, the Vegas game, it'll probably be mentioned again. So definitely see if you can find that that and see if you can kind of connect the dots yourself a little bit. I just, again, for me, I don't see when you connect all the dots that everything is awful and terrible, but um, I think knowing that there's parts of the puzzle that that weren't there um, seem pretty pretty obvious now, so... Uh, who knows how this all ends? Anyway, a couple of things I want to touch on that I didn't with uh, Mike was talk about the Heritage Classic, um, not about Lowry and his two games and if that was a a bad hit or not. Whatever, uh, it's the the player um, Department of Player Safety is is weird. Sometimes they get it right, sometimes they get it wrong. I have no strong comment. I do think it was a high stick on the on the Calgary goal there, but whatever. Um, uh, it's that, that's old news now anyhow, but outdoor games in general, had a little chat with, uh, Tebes. Uh, I'm going to be on, on Thursday on the hockey show with Teebs at the UMFM. Uh, that's Thursday evening at, uh, I think it's seven o'clock or something like that. So I'll, I'll have to double check, but you can look back for that. We'll, we'll post that and probably post the audio and everything too. Um, but uh, chatting with him just about outdoor games in general, feel like it's a bit tired um, and the jet, and the NHL should be done with it. I don't know what everybody else thinks. It's, I'm sure the experience is kind of cool and whatnot, but I'm not convinced that it's um, that great of an idea anymore. I think unless they start looking at doing something really special where, you know, they only invite, you know, 2,000 or 3,000 people and do it on a rooftop in New York or something and, uh, you know, only invite um, – you know, military vets and cancer survivors and kind of make a real special event for people that um, maybe deserve to be honored or at that um, New York square there where they have the where, uh, on a Rockefeller Center or something, right? They got the, the rink there. If they did something there or, you know, underneath or right by that, um, whatever that monument is in St. Louis, right? Uh, do something there and do it kind of small and special and intimate instead of these giant Giant venues. I think there, there's potential to do something cooler, and I think we'll talk about that on Thursday. So, um, quick thing about my Heritage Classic: look cool, the jerseys look uh, great, and everything. But obviously, it's not that great of a game. They should try and make it something more special um, instead of the typical spectacle that we're used to seeing. They, they do it all the time. There's been a number of them. So, I think it's it's getting a little tired from my from my take there. Um, this is going back a little bit. Obviously, Line a is injured. And uh, he might play tonight against Vegas, so we'll see. And people want to talk about uh, Spisa injuring him. And then Maurice saying, no, it definitely had nothing to do with that. It could literally be two things at once. He maybe did have a pre-existing injury that they've been monitoring. And the hit from Spisa was uh, the thing to finally set it off. Uh, I saw some people online trashing Spisa like he was this guilty party. I mean, it's a contact sport, so um, whatever, these things happen. Um, But also... Uh, people who seem to be very humorless when people want to blame Spisa, and it's quite clearly a joke. I don't, I don't really get it, where people just will be so extreme on one side and people can be so humorless on another side. It's literally in the middle. Like, you can laugh. You can laugh at the Jets' failings when they fail because it's just a sports team and it's fun, but uh, you don't have to take it so serious or throw every player underneath the bus um, unless they eventually deserve it, I suppose. <laughs> if they they played not well for a long time, then maybe they do deserve uh, the criticism. But anyhow, I, did, I thought it was kind of a funny reaction to that. Um, yeah, um, there's a lot of funny reactions. I mean, I saw people online uh, today talking about Wheeler and saying they don't know why people are being critical of Wheeler. And I just wonder if people are watching the same games. Wheeler has not had a great start to the season. and But, I mean, people are generally dishonest when it comes to their... Fan like who they they like their team and maybe the people that they like um i mean I, i've seen arguments too about see look brian little he's got points so clearly he is the best option on a second line you know with line a and ehlers or connor and line a, whatever whatever that looks like and and then saying that uh people are basically equating brian little with not even being an NHLer, which nobody has said that at all right so it's a bit of a straw man argument um Anyhow, I don't really want to. Uh, I should have done this. I shouldn't have started on this this trail where people argue online. They create straw man arguments. They they generalize and say things about uh, players or what people say. What people they say what people say about players, and it's not true. It's just. I mean, even the Patan thing. I've seen, uh, and I know this is an ex- exhaustive uh, topic, but people saying. Uh, that others were arguing to have Patan on the first line and he was going to be the savior of a team, yada, yada. I'm like being a huge Patan fan. I don't know anybody who ever said that. That's absolute nonsense. Anyone who said Brian Little scores a goal, therefore everybody who doesn't think he's the best option for a second line center um, is out to lunch because he actually got a point in the NHL. You want to list all the people that got points in the NHL, like Hendricks and Thorburn had points in the NHL. They scored goals too like it's not a matter of somebody does something right means they are the best option. Good, better, best. There's opportunity to improve. And I think when people just want to cite a small sample or something like that or generalize everyone uh, else in their comments, it's quite dishonest. Um and yeah, th- that's the big thing. It's it's dishonest. I don't, I don't like it and it drives me drives me nuts. Um What else was I going to talk about? Uh, Jets Nation. Yeah, we're part of Jets Nation. Go check them out. I'm not going to say too much about that, but we did partner with them and we're working on sort of promoting each other a little bit more. Um, Yes, there are some interviews coming up. I've been asked about that a little bit. Um, Yeah, you know what? I think that's it. I I don't really want to talk about anything else. Um, There's so many just kind of little topics. We could talk about uh, Latestu, right? Being out for the year. Too bad for the guy. Obviously, that sucks and might be the end of his uh, hockey career. Um, at least in the NHL, he only, I, th- I believe he only played two games last year in the NHL. And then he got this opportunity with the Jets, which, you know, we could argue it's not deserved. But uh, he also doesn't deserve to be uh, sick and, and miss the rest of the season just because of some uh, some illness. So hopefully he recovers quickly and uh, can come back and, uh, you know, play for another team. Because he's, you know, there. It could, uh, two things can be true. You could wish the guy, the wish him well and hope that he gets better but you can also wish that, you know, he was a better player or the Jets play a better player in place of him. So both things are fair and it's not uh, mean to to say that. So um, I think that's it. Now I'm just going to play the second part of part one where Mike and I finish our conversations, about another 15, 20 minutes. And uh, oh, 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 I know the last thing. Okay, sorry. The Jets yesterday in San Jose, seeing a lot of people, especially mainstream media, a few of them talking about it being a rope-a-dope. This Yes, am I I petty? Yes. Does this drive me nuts? Yes. But am I right? Yes, I'm also right. The rope-a-dope was a strategy employed most notably by Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest heavyweight boxers of all time against George Foreman, another one of the greats. It was a strategy to wear him down by, you know, dipping and diving and hanging around on the ropes and letting the big guy tire himself out. Comparing the Jets playing purely awful and being saved by their goalie, purely awful against another awful team, And their goalie having to make 51 shots is not the same as a world champion boxer having a strategy to beat another world champ, uh, another you know, world world class boxer. I think it's funny when people do that. It's a misuse of the term. And I mean, we, you know, I'm not correcting your versus your online, but stuff like that drives me up the wall a little bit because it looks like, you know, it almost there was a plan to it or a strategy. And if that's a Jets strategy or plan, is to get peppered with shots and be in their own zone forever. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible plan that's going to, you know, you're not going to win very many games that way. So yes, I'm petty. That drives me nuts. Don't call it a rope dope It's not a rope dope It's not a rope dope Anyhow, let's get to the rest of the episode. I'm a goofball. Here it is. Um... Yeah. So, what do you think about Maurice? And he had the two-year contract, and the confidence that that exudes, or or does not go. I think. I mean,
1: I think that the Jets. Yes, I think that the True North, like ownership, is seems to be very much still like in love with with Paul Maurice. Uh, I like what he brings. That's what it looks like to me. Um, but uh, I also have a tough time seeing them giving, at least announcing an extension when. Uh, you know, if the team's outside of a playoff spot, because, like I said before, I think it's a fairly grumpy and fragile fan base, and ultimately, True North needs people to be happy, happily buying tickets. Yeah. So I don't think I find that to be a tough sell. Not to say that the whole fan base is uh, is is creating Twitter accounts and hashtag fire Maurice and all that. I yeah. think that a lot of fan, a lot of fans would be actually really happy to hear that that Maurice has gotten an extension. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so. Yeah, personally, I mean, personally, I think he should have been fired last year. He should be fired right now. I don't. I mean, we talk about a guy changing, but I think we should fire him. I think for the main reason that he's not a, he doesn't appear to be at all a draft and a draft and develop coach. And it's true that the Jets are going to have to be uh, a draft and develop team. So, um, so to me, that's to me that's the main thing. I think like that basically any coach you find you you hire is going to do silly things like like, uh, you know play a checking line more than, you know, he's going to play some players that are bad instead of players that are better, but uh, but I think it's just, like, the total hesitancy to to play younger players instead of vets. I think that's that's the problem, so. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think the true probably really likes him, and if I had to bet money right now, I would bet that Chevy gets fired before Maurice.
0: Whoa! Uh, there you go. Look at that. I do... Uh, sorry, I... I took
1: a long time to come around to the actual interesting comment, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and frankly, I mean, like, who do you think this is? I mean, I don't know. Like, if, if, uh, if Chevy guesses this wrong and the Jets end up, uh, end up having this, what could have been a competitive season, you know, and instead they don't have buff and they don't even have any replacement with this cap, with that cap hit. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big Chevy fan, but who's, that's, uh, that's a, that's a judgment that may fall on Chevy.
0: Yeah. So, hey, hey, actually, you raise a really good point about the buffs cap hit. Here's an idea, too, is like, um, back to sort of the conversation around him. Maybe if he said he's going to retire and Chevy said, uh, no, just stay away or whatever, do nothing like everything that would appear to not be with the team. Maybe that was on purpose where Chipman probably said, Hey, if you're not going to be here, I ain't fucking paying you. Then if you want to take your time or something like that, you're going to do it on your own time and own kind of dime. We're not going to pay you just to kind of get your head clear if you're going to do this. And so that might've been part of the conversation too, or maybe Chipman just said, um, you know, we'll, we'll eat the cap space kind of, or they don't cause they have the cap space, but we'll kind of hold it. They have a holding place for cap space, but not the salary. So uh, that might've been part of it too, just to kind of add, throw that into the, into the fire there with some of the idea. Well,
1: that okay. That's definitely, that's definitely interesting. I,
0: I'm, uh,
1: I, have, I do have time for that, man. Well, because,
0: then, hold on, hold on, hold on. So,
1: actually paying him uh they're actually paying him and then uh you know chip is writing these checks and he's kind of like well like like you know what the fuck
0: and, yeah and but, and uh, i figured you
1: because he was suspended he was not getting paid by the jets but there still may have been like a pretty big disagreement like chevy might have been like really happy to you know who knows maybe he maybe he thought that it'd be a good uh maybe he was actually enjoying seeing uh, Paul Maurice coach with uh, you know less than a forty million dollars cap hit defense,
0: right?
1: And maybe maybe Chevy thought that was well. Maybe we should just do a little experiment here, and you know, yeah, you can. We'll save up some cap space, and Buff you can come back after Christmas, and, and maybe we'll even have a different coach or something. I don't know, just to throw out a random conspiracy. That but, that's uh, that's actually you know a, what, I mean? you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. I, I like that idea that they, they did it to not like it was a conspiracy, but they're like, they can get an evaluation on Maurice with a, a less than stellar team after having them be good. But in my mind right now, knowing probably going to the season and the acquisitions they didn't do. And some of the players that went out most notably Truba, um, that they know that this is going to be a down year. And so they don't really care about the cap space that much, but it, I feel like in the the scheme of this year, do you think Chipman cares more about cap space or do you think he cares more about saving dollars? And I'm not trying to paint this picture of him being this evil business person. I mean, if people want to look into that stuff or his business dealings and, and come to some conclusion, go ahead, that's not, that's not what I'm getting at here. But it feels like just saving the money and having a holding place for cap space is probably more preferable than paying the money for a guy that apparently was going to walk away from the team. And so maybe that was part of the negotiation was actually on the team side. So yeah, it's interesting uh, all around. And I forgot to, I thought about that actually the other day and meant to throw it into the conversation earlier, but uh, I like your, your idea too, that it's an evaluation time on Maurice too, especially given that it's uh, apparently a contract year, which I'm not totally convinced it is, but uh, I I know Elliot Friedman said it, but Elliot Friedman also thought Mason Appleton was uh, Tucker Pullman, which is a much smaller it was much much less significant duff on things but still i mean you know
1: what people get people get fringe nhl is mixed up all the time man huh?
0: yeah i know but but i was just like these guys don't cover the team all the time <laughs> who knows maybe you got a bad source and threw it out there shovel dayoff obviously didn't comment on on it all but uh we had moved on to a different topic besides the buff thing where were we again and we talked about maurice and then we kind of went on and now i'm forgetting where we were at
1: uh yeah, well, I mean like just the fact that his Maurice's contract uh apparently his, his contract year,
0: so No, nah, no, nah, we're, we're done we're done we're done with that. I think we I think we we got all the 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 details out of that. But oh no, I guess uh, no, I guess we were talking about that still. You said um that they they seem to like him. Um I I oh, I know what I was going to say. About you you said you wouldn't be surprised if he gets an extension but they don't announce it. That's a fascinating thing and I think that would be crazy if that leaked early like if the Jets want to hold that till you know July 31st or something to kind of drop that news in the middle of the summer when nobody really cares or is paying attention to that although if he isn't a contract year it's going to be questions that come up much sooner than that but if they just kind of leave it um to announce it but actually it's maybe even done today, right? Um, it would be wise of them to not announce it anytime soon, given where it feels like most of the fan base is, especially the, with the fans being a bit upset with how they're handling or talking about uh, the Buff situation. So yeah, Maurice contract could be already done. Uh, maybe not, but uh, yeah, I think we likely don't hear about it until, until the summertime, uh, even if it is done sooner. So I thought that was a, a good point on your part there.
1: Well thank you very much.
0: Yeah, you did it, man.
1: I mean the thing is, like I don't know, like, I don't know how these things go, like with, with uh you know, when, you know, contracts and everything. For all we know, like he already has like a signed, you know, another two year extension or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, Maurice might already have for all I know. I mean, uh yeah, they can keep they, they can keep it secret. So I just think at some point, um, you know, as, as loyal, as, as loyal, uh, as, as true as, you know, seem, you know, they love the word loyalty and everything. But at some point they're at some point they're going to have a new coach. At some point they're going to have a new GM. At some point, the current coach and GM are like, like, it seems to me like someone's going to win that power struggle. Right. Uh, or someone's I guess, it depends, if you believe that there is a power struggle going on, I don't know. But at some point, uh, at some point that's going to get resolved. And, um, I'm just pretty curious. I'd always assumed that that uh, Maurice would would be the one to go because typically the GM has the power to to make that call. But uh, I don't know. I just I just look at the I I also, in fairness to in fairness to the coach and stuff. I mean, like like you said, the Jets are kind of out performing a really 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 bad defense core.
0: Yeah, and, so um, they're better than last year. That, better
1: record than last year, sure. Yeah, I
0: mean, well, five hundred team.
1: But, uh, but I mean, like, you know, it's also, I think it's also a bad bad luck to fire the the coach when you have Josh Morrissey and five terrible, terrible excuses for defensemen playing for you. I think it's, uh, I think it's a bad luck too, so.
0: Yeah. They have uh they definitely have many excuses in the the drawer right now that they probably never had before. You know, they had travel ones before and uh you know uh, compressed schedules and things like that. I mean, all that stuff seems like that's out the door. But when you talk about the injuries and the lack of players, but some of those things, like I know Jim Toth had tweeted out the other day all the players that left and the injuries and stuff, some of these things are self-inflicted though. They're not just like Oh, shoot. Look what happened to us. Some of it is like not addressing issues or not playing better players or not, you know, uh, getting the most out of what you have or trading this person or why did you re sign this one? Whatever it is. Like some of these wounds are self inflicted. I know uh, Wheeler's score tonight. We're kind of paying attention to the Jets game while we record here and uh, know that he had a score had a goal but um, he hasn't played well all season so right now it's like if Buff play or if uh, Wheeler plays terrible all season uh, not terrible but doesn't get anywhere close to 91 points maybe gets 70 points and we really see the regression start and people just cite a down year I mean 82 games is a pretty good sample size but um, if he has a really down year for him and his standards and 8.25 million I mean those next four years that he has under contract are gonna look pretty awful so We can't just say, oh, yeah, the Jets aren't, you know, this and this, and then Wheeler's not playing well. It's like, well, I mean, some of us were on the trade Wheeler bandwagon a long time ago. Or don't re-sign them, right? So um, if if they didn't do that and those things kind of blow up in their face, it's not just a matter of it's it's um, like a natural disaster. Some of this is self-inflicted um, by not replacing the talent and signing the ones that you shouldn't and not playing the ones that you should and all that stuff. So some of, at some point, if the players aren't good enough, then your GM's not doing a good enough job. If the players are good enough, but you don't get enough out of them, then it's the coach uh, isn't doing a good enough job. And at some point, I, I don't understand how uh, some fans will conclude that we have a you know a B plus to an A minus coach and a B plus to A minus uh, general manager, but our results uh, are totally fine since December of last year or January to just be C, C plus or C at best, right? Like at some point the good manager and the good coach should elevate it to something better than it is because it can't be both. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, except for things like, uh, like, you know, like the, the Buffalo thing is basically that one, that one might be just like we started talking about that might yeah. just be just, you know, buff being buff. And really it's, that's kind of like a, that's a curveball that the coach and the GM were kind of thrown, you yeah. know, that might've been the case. Yeah. But to me, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like we're kind of in a whole other another kind of worms here. But I, to me, I look at, yeah, just basically how like they knew for a long time. I think actually Chevy said this in an interview, just how like they knew for a long time it would be. Uh, you know, they had a they had a, a stacked or at least salary cap wise, they had a stacked veteran defense corps, But then they knew, kind of insinuating that they knew that okay, well, Druva and, and Myers and Sharat. Basically, they knew that this day would come for a long time where they had to be much leaner and on a cap side of things, on defense.
0: Yeah.
1: and um, So they knew that had been coming for a long time. You know, coach does things like not play Sammy Niku instead of, you know, and instead plays three unrestricted free agent defensemen. Um, you know, but that was last year was a win-now year, so they yeah. they just coached what he thought was the best to win now and just didn't work out. So, Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know. I, I agree though. I think basically, I, I think that that's probably, a uh, that's probably a podcast for a different day ultimately it's just like, you know, looking realistically at, you know, what the results are yeah. and, and, uh, you know, just what are the Jets because, because the Jets don't get to look and be like, okay, like we have salvation coming in terms of, uh, you know, you know, these three prospects at the AHL level that are just killing it. You know, we kind of, we have a win now roster and, if we're not winning now. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly.
1: that's the big thing is we need to keep in mind, like, you know, okay, like I know people are cheering for check and pawn and whoever else at the AHL level, but basically, uh, you know, we don't have we don't have uh, you know like the Ottawa Senators farm team, or we don't have you know even like Vegas has as Brandstrom and uh, and. Like they have they have like some blue chip, they have some blue chip guys that are basically ready to step in and be, be over contributors for entry level contracts, yeah, and uh you know the jets the jets maybe have panola and and they I don't know maybe Sammy Niku is still on his I mean, I'm sure they'll do the Tucker Pullman development plan for Sammy Niku, and
0: he'll hmm. finally
1: crack their roster when he's thirty, so
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm gonna stop you there because we're getting a little long, but there was uh yeah, was some not, was some, not, some not, fan questions interested. here. Um so while well, this wasn't a question, but Carlos Lopez wanted a shout out. He won the poster. Um so Carlos Lopez uh shout out. There you go. Um Max, um if you were could be an S T D, what S T D would you be? That's a dumb question. Sorry, Max. Um favorite vacation favorite vacation movie. Like I should have said Jets related, but um, do you have a favorite vacation movie, Mike?
1: A uh, favorite vacation movie, uh, uh, like one that I watch on vacation.
0: All right, next question. Let's go. <laughs> Why do
1: people think that I take vacations?
0: Uh, no, Mike does not. Not at
1: all. Something that happens.
0: <laughs> all right. I'll see if there's a Jets one. Okay, here's one. If the Jets were a candy bar, um, would they even qualify as food? Um, or maybe. <laughs> I, I, I was reading that thinking I was gonna say which one would they be and then we could say something awful like Big Turk or, or whatnot because
1: I was gonna make a Big Turk reference myself.
0: Yeah, well everybody knows sure. it's an awful chocolate bar, so um how much can you really, I really
1: enjoy Big Turk, but yeah, it definitely looks uh you know yeah, it's an acquired taste, I guess.
0: Um will you release a rumored lost episode? No, we will not release that one. Um since we need forwards so bad, why hasn't Chevy traded Josh Morrissey for Lucic yet? Um, uh, have you ever seen a man eat his own face? These questions are just right right on par with what we do here. Um, this is a one from a guy in Atlanta. He's a former Thrashers fan, followed the team here. I don't know his actual name, but he says, what's the overall vibe in the city about this team right now? I know how much it's part of the heart and soul of the Winnipeg, but I also get the sense from some fans they are disappointing uh, uh, their their disappointment through thirteen games, just hanging there and look for the boys to get settled. Um, I think we kind of talked about that though. Basically, what the fan is, what what we're seeing. Um, so I think we kind of addressed that.
1: Um, yeah, you know what I just want to add is basically like yeah, like it. 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 I still believe that that it's, Obviously, the Jets are are part of the heart and soul of the city, and uh, I think that a lot of people are just. It's going to take such a long time for. For people to to want to let go of of the team, like there's there's going to be a fierce desire to hold on to the Jets because it is, I think it is like really, it's, everyone's still very excited and happy that the Jets are back. Um, it's just the the novelty has uh, the novelty factor has worn off, and so now it's a it's more of a settling into uh, to a different kind of a different kind of um, you know attention level or energy I think so, and and also coming to grips with how expensive how expensive it is to support this rising salary cap.
0: So <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we've um, I think we've got it. I think we're wrapped up now. So there's not much else to say. These questions are awful. Thank you all for nothing. I uh, hope you enjoyed our extended long episode. And we didn't even talk about Sabisa entering line or anything. We'll have to kind of get to some of these minor topics another time. But, Mike, thanks so much for your time. Uh, let's go finish watching the rest of the Jets. Versus the San Jose Sharks, the mighty Sharks oh. of, of San Jose.
1: Yeah, Perot got a penalty for a tripping. Ugh. Uh, yeah, he kind of kind of footed Carlson, but mainly Carlson took a dive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I, we we um, we we see far fewer dives this year because we don't have Brendan Tanev on our team. So that's uh, that's uh, good or bad depending on what you think of divers. So.
0: Don't don't even get me started.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Podcast complete.
0: There we go. We did it. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Mike, for your time. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and we'll try and record sooner than we did last time. Okay. Bye. Thanks,
1: AJ. Bye. I'm Kirk Gilback, and thank you for listening to the Jet Centric Broadcast.